The Utah Jazz hold off the Charlotte Hornets, win a close one late after relenting a 22-point lead from the first half because when the number one offensive team in the league plays the worst defense in the league, you're certain to have, like, your worst offensive night of the year. Huh? We're talking about it on Postcast. Hi, I'm David Locke, along with Ron Boone. This is Postcast, and we're super confused about what, at least I am, about what I just saw. It was the number one offense against the number two offense, and they're the worst defensive team in the league. And we shot 35%, and they shot 39%, and we barely crossed 100 on both sides. What did we just watch? What we what we watched was Jazz going to the free throw line, in particular Rudy Gobert, and the Hornets took nine three point shot. I mean free throws, and three of those came in the closing minutes of the ball game. So did not put them on the on the uh, on the free throw line. The Jazz uh, shot free throws all night. Uh, it was just an ugly three quarters for the, for the Jazz. Jazz scored thirty five points in the first. And then scored 45 points in the next two quarters. So Charlotte mucked the game up. James Brega basically told us before the game, and, the, and the, no surprise, the Jazz coaching staff, we, we're so fortunate. We get to meet with the Jazz coaching staff every day, and they literally told us exactly what Charlotte was going to do. And then I right. talked with James Brega before the game, and he told us that literally what Charlotte was going to do. And his comment to me was, if they know what our defense is on any possession, we're dead. And the Jazz knew it. And so the key is to stay aggressive according to our coaches but that seems really hard Ron when someone's changing their defense every three to four possessions it seems super hard to stay that aggressive so so you pick your poison because as much as we wanted them to run to score at least I did anyway um, is that playing into the hands of the Hornets the way they want to play so if you go down and don't score then all of a sudden they're pushing the ball up your back trying to score on the other end that type of a ball game who plays in the in favor of who? Uh, so mucking the basketball game up like they do is 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 uh, really work for them. And the fact that the Jazz uh, just was getting what they get, how many offensive rebounds? And there were 22 offensive rebounds and still only shoot 35% there from the field. What does that say? The half, both half-court offenses were at like 0.7 points per yeah. possession tonight, which you just would not expect because the Jazz are the number one the half-court offenses tonight where the Jazz were number one and Charlotte was number five. Like, it, it just is weird. Now, you mentioned the offensive rebound, Ron. That's what won the game. Yeah. In the first half of the game, the Jazz had a 43% offensive rebounding rate, which means that in the first half, the Jazz, 43% of the Jazz misses, they got their own rebound. Yeah. See, it, 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 I know coaches would love that. You know, I, I know Pat Riley was one of those coaches that, that, uh, that coached the Lakers that loved offensive rebounds. He, he said if he could put five, six, nine players out there on the floor, he'd win a basketball game because of, uh, of their their height and being able to offensive rebound. But uh, as you mentioned, yeah, it worked for the Jazz, and that's one of the reasons the Jazz won the ball game tonight. The Charlotte Hornets tonight finished shooting 35% from the field from three and probably by the end of the night got to 40% by two. But I'm not sure. They were about 24 of 60 from two-point range. The Jazz actually played pretty good defense tonight. I think that's, you know, I think that's worth mentioning here that on a night where the Jazz shooting was bad, 
they played pretty good defense to make it so that the number two offense in the league did not have a good game. Like, if you were to tell me, hey, we're going to play the Hornets, so the number two offensive team in the league, they're one of the best transition teams in the league, we're one of the worst defensive transition teams, and they were going to shoot, and we were going to shoot 35% from the field and 30% from three, I would have said we had no chance to win the game tonight. I totally agree. I, I agree with you there. Uh, I can see this team um, – playing someone else and, be, and and being very explosive offensively because they do have shooters. They do have an up-tempo style of play, and they have a great player in, in ball who can get them the basketball game. Only had four points at the half, um, ended up with 21, 11 assists. It's like probably just a whole hum game for him because he can be very explosive sometimes, David. But you mentioned, at least I did, that we thought the Jazz were going to – about 83-point shots between the two. End up with 96. Is that right? 50 and yep, 96. Three All right, let's get to the game. star of the game. The Jazz, uh, for the sixth time in his career, Rudy Gobert had a 20-20. But most impressively, Ron, is that free throw shooting by Rudy Gobert. Absolutely. And, and I was watching very carefully. I love the ways that he extended a lot. And and. The one that he missed, it was a good free throw. It was down, it was down in there, and so he, he just got on a roll. Got and the rhythm was there, uh, and boy, I know for years he's been in the league. He's been wanting to get that three point free throw percentage up over seventy percent. This a help. Well, this he help said he made there. a really interesting comment in our post game interview with him. He said, "I am a really good free throw shooter, and now I need to show it in games." Yes. If what he's saying, David, is that in practice, when he's working on his game, he makes those free throws. That little mid-range jumper that he missed, that he shot an air ball, he makes that in practice. I've been watching, and I've been wanting him to take that shot. But you translate that into a ball game, it's a different shot, especially in the pressure situation. So hopefully he gets another one of the little mid-range jumpers. He can knock him down. But uh, free throws, awfully good for him tonight. Let's get some comments uh, from Ray. Joe Ingles was hustling to early, earlier in the game today in a way I don't necessarily have seen this season. Uh, I'll have to go back and rewatch the film on that, Joe. We did not get a lot from kind of some of our guys tonight, and that's where the offense struggled. Joe was 2 of 7, but he did have 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Rudy Gay really is struggling. 2 of 11 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, had 3 rebounds. He had a missed dunk, and then he finally got a dunk um, as well. Um, here's some of the shots made by Charlotte were smothered coverage wise. Well, the nice thing is the Jazz won a 13-0 run tonight at the close to prevent that like weird last play of the game that keeps costing them games. The Jazz led two nothing or the Jazz trailed two nothing. Then Charlotte took the lead for the first time at whatever probably 93-91 or something, and then the Jazz won about a 13-0 run right at that moment. Yeah. It was, I think it was 90, yeah, about 93, 91-90, I, I think, something like that. And nice to meet you. Best of luck for the rest of the year. I look forward to seeing you in Charlotte. Yeah. The uh, new Charlotte then, announcer. The Jazz came back and got a three-point shot or something like that right behind that and, and got the lead right back. But, By the way, his first year in the NBA was last year. How weird would have that been? Yeah, he, I was talking to him before the ball crazy? game. And uh, so excited out of California. It was only a one-point lead that they – the Hornets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, love Donovan running, not letting the defense set, and Bogey just clutch. What do you think of those last minutes? Bogey, he, boy, I tell you, you put the ball in his hands and, and uh, all the confidence in the world whenever he's going to shoot the basketball, wherever he's shooting it, in particular that right corner. But Donovan, uh, I, I thought, saved the ball game just by the way he played there in the last 
about two minutes, two and a half. Jared minutes. agrees. It made me nervous, but I honestly love the mental shift once the Jazz lost the lead to just knock down shots and attack with a vengeance. Now, we did hear some very upset fans. Yeah, they booed the them tonight. Yes, absolutely. I thought we were in Philadelphia, but I guess. They booed <laughs> them tonight. Some upset fans, yes. How concerned should Jazz fans be if they blew a 22-point lead and Charlotte took the lead in this game? Uh, well, I think we've been a little concerned, so I think the fans should be concerned there as well. I mean, you have all the confidence in the world in this basketball team because we know the talent level. We know uh, what they're capable of doing. and and But you, you get concerned when there's lackadaisical play and you, and you end up losing leads and not building on leads. Uh, that's a, you expect every team to make a run. You just have to find ways to put that fire out, you know, to maintain. Jazz win it tonight. That is Postcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow for Locked on Jazz. Appreciate you grabbing a hold of the program and being a part of it. We will talk to you, or I will talk to you tomorrow. Ron doesn't have to talk to you until the 23rd. 23rd. <laughs>